Anyway, we're going we're gonna to continue. I'm actually on, on week two of a series. Amazing in itself that I can even do that. But uh, last week, how many were here for last week? Can we get the lights up a little? Just help me. It was really good. If it's not up online, it will be. We're, uh, was talking about the greater realms of the supernatural. How many want the greater realms of the supernatural in their lives? How many want the greater realms of the supernatural in your life? God's a supernatural God, and he wants all of himself in you. He really does. He's trying to figure out how to get outside of you. He's inside Moving around inside you, the Holy Spirit, you feel the movement of the Holy Spirit, but he's looking to get out, right? And so that's what I feel like the Lord's word for us, just as I, I spoke on 2019 just now, I feel like the Lord wants to give us the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the breath of the Holy Spirit in our lives, so that when we, when we minister, right, in here and outside of here, that the presence of God will come, that the glory of God will come, that faith will rise, so all last week we spoke about faith, and if you didn't hear it, you should, but I just want to touch on the anointing of God tonight. So God is good. He wants to, how many know the Bible says he wants to anoint us with fresh oil? The oil of a wild ox. What does that look like? Well, I can tell you that the ox's strength and the power of an ox can move things that humans can't move. It's ultra-natural than you can do within yourself, right? And so the Lord wants to give us fresh oil for a new season. For 2019, he wants to lay fresh faith on your life, but he wants to release a fresh oil on your life. How many, God, how many know you're anointed? You should know this. Everyone raise your hand. You're anointed. God said you're anointed. The Bible tells us over and over in the Scripture that you are anointed. What's the anointing for? The anointing is for a purpose. It's not just so we can have good glory meetings and fall on the ground and, you know, that's all good. I like that. God heals us, touches us, fills us fresh. But I'm telling you right now, God's looking to come into a, a people and anoint them with such strength, faith, and glory that no power of darkness can stand against it, right? That no power of darkness could ever stand against what God wants to do in and through you and wants to do through the greater body of Christ, right? Not just this place, but all over New England, all over America, all over the earth. He's raising up churches, right? Raising up bodies, raising up people, individuals, corporately, individually, that are filled with the strength and the power of God. I don't know how you live your life without Jesus, because if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus, you need the Spirit of God to come and rest and live in your, in your heart. You need it. He'll break every fear. He'll break every anxiety. He'll, he'll change everything inside of you if you allow him to. And I'm telling you, I can hit. Sometimes I have to strike and strike and strike hearts over and over and over until we just release ourselves to him. Come on. You've got to just release yourself to him. And so I'm just going gonna to hit a couple of scriptures tonight, actually a lot of scripture tonight. And just starting 1 John. I already, talk, I already spoke a psalm. But um, the reality is this. John tells us this. But you have the anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth. But because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Now let's just, know, let's just put this in context. Because if you read in context what he's talking about, he's talking about apostasies in the church. He's talking about false apostles coming into the church. And that you have the anointing to know. 
to be able to discern what? What's of God and what's not of God. Very important. First gift you should be praying for is the discerning of spirits. What spirit are you of? What spirit are the people around you of? What spirit are the people in the church around you of? Verse 27 says, but the anointing which you've received from him abides in you. Say abides. That means it lives. It's always with you. He's always inside you. The spirit of God, if you receive the Holy Ghost, he's living inside of you. Right? Unless you grieve him and want to scare the dove away. (laughs) But I believe it's harder to do than you think. Am I saying God wants us to live pure and holy? That's not what I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. But the abiding glory lives inside you. He's the one who's always, he's the one who's always, he said, I'll be with you till the end. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When he says that, that means forever. Through all eternity. That means the abiding, the glory of God is always abiding inside of you, the believer. And you have to understand, we have no authority because we don't believe this. Most of us don't believe that the abiding presence of God is always with us and inside of us. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the authority of God is on your life if you would just steward it, if you would begin to use it, if you begin to incre- believe for increase on your life because it doesn't just stay at one level. It will go higher and higher or it will decrease if you don't use it. It will be this little light of mine. Right? And God wants you to blaze. He wants you to be lit. He wants you to be lit up for him. He doesn't want you, his heart is that you be filled with all the fullness of who he is. I'm going to finish this verse. But the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it is true. And it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you abide in him. So there it goes, right? There's a communion that God's looking for. How do we increase the anointing on our lives? Through communion with the Holy Spirit. God's wanting our lives to be completely overtaken by the Spirit of God. And I'm just going to go through some symbolic things in Exodus right now, and then I'll get into the meat of what I'm going to say. Because I really want you to see there's some, there's some symbolic implications of the anointing oil in Exodus. It's good stuff. Ready? Exodus 30 and verse 23 says this. says, also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling sweet cinnamon, 250 shekels, and 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane. Everyone say sweet-smelling. Yeah, I'm telling you, when God is on you, you smell good. When the Spirit of God is on your life, People are attracted to you, believe it or not. You know, darkness may run and flee, but people who desire the light, who, are, who have been called by the Father, who desire God will come and they'll be drawn to you. Why? Because of the way you emanate the Spirit of God. Right? So according to the shekel of, of the sanctuary and a hin of oil, and you shall make from these a holy anointing oil and an, an, an ointment compounded, To the art of the perfumer, it shall be a holy anointing oil, right? And it's holy. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, we just start talking about the Holy Spirit. He just comes in and he just begins to abide with us because he likes when we talk and we begin to just declare who he is. He's holy. He's holy He's pure, he's loving, he's kind. He's not destructive, he's powerful, he's amazing. He should be your best friend, the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you tonight that the Lord is wanting an increase of his spirit on the church like never before. You think you've seen it in the book of Acts, we ain't seen nothing yet. And just myrrh just represents, it's a sweet, it's a bitter herb with sweet 
perfume, a sweet aroma. And it represents suffering and pain and anguish and distress, death, trials, tribulations, and persecution. The bitterness. But it also represents the price that you'll pay for the oil. And some people don't think that there's a price to be paid, but there is a price to be paid for an increase of an anointing on your life. We can be happy and have a good Christian life, and and that's good, and, and, and I honor that. But I'm telling you, if you want something higher, if you want something greater, there is sacrifice, there may be suffering, there may be things that you go through. Suffering, I said it. That's right. There may be pressing. You get no oil unless you're pressed. And when God comes in, how many know that when Jesus comes into your life, it's good, right? We have like this born-again experience. Everything's, you know, rainbows and, and butterflies for a while. But then the reality is that God comes and he begins to press on your life and he wants things to change. And as we change... And as transformation takes place, we begin to move into a realm where the anointing oil begins to begin to be pressed out of you. The anointing of God begins to ooze out of your life. And so some people in this room have gone through crushing, have gone through pain, have gone through trauma. And I'm telling you tonight, you just can't count it as bad things happen to me. Right? Because sometimes things happen and God's pulling things and he's making you into something. We have no trauma sometimes. And then we ha- if you don't have trauma, there's no testimony. There's no testimony of the change of what he's brought you through. And some of you, you know, God has anointed you to, to, to just be prepared, right? The preparation that took place with Queen Esther was what? That there was a, she bathed in the oils. She smelt. She was an aroma that delighted the king. And there's something that God wants to do in your life to press the life of God from the inside out. Come on, the kingdom works from the inside out of you. And I can receive the kingdom of God, but as I begin to move into places where I've not experienced and I've determined that God's called you, don't be afraid. This is why tonight I started with don't be, don't fear. The Lord says, peace, be still to your heart. Why? Because he wants to pull you into a closer place where you look at his hands, where you look at the the piercing in his side, where he looks at you and there's a closeness of of how you look at him and, and how you receive him. And something begins to happen in your life that you begin to have him so close to you, you begin to emanate the very person that he is. Because this whole thing centers around the intimacy with Jesus. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And so the myrrh represents the price you pay. Many of us desire the anointing, but we aren't willing to pay anything for it. Right? Remember the, the virgins, right, with the oil. Five went out, they bought the oil. They paid a price for the oil. They paid something for it. And the others wanted the oil for free. Oh, give us some of yours. No, no, you can't have my anointing. You can't have my oil. You have to buy your own oil. As a matter of fact, I think Jesus said that to someone. Go buy. Didn't he say that? He said that to the Laodicean church. Go buy. Right? Because we want to know him. We want to know the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to what? His death. You are already dead. You just don't know it yet. Some of you do. And the cinnamon is the the firmness and the stability. It's the elements that the Christian character brings in our life. Right? How, how do we need to be anointed, but we need to have steadfastness. We need to live with stability, right? 
walking in truth. And there's no darkness in you. And so how do I get an increase of God's presence and anointing on me? I walk and, and, I, and I read the word and I devour the word and I, I become what the words declare over me. That I don't fall away, that we don't get shaken, that we aren't the, the church that, that might make it. We're the church that's definitely going to make it. You aren't a believer that, that might have been saved. No, you've been saved, and you're just going to run the race that he's given to you. And God's girded your, your feet with the gospel of what? Peace. So God's trying to get the church to walk in this character that looks just like him and it's fundamental to operating in the anointing amen because I love I love the Holy Spirit <laughs> I love what he does but we've got to be a people that are stable in all our ways not being blown to and fro and the one thing when the waves start hitting where are you going Right? When tough times begin to come and move into you and you begin to get tested, what do you manifest? Tell your neighbor, I'm going to manifest Jesus. And Cain, associated with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and divine authority. So it's the it's a straight read with green and red coloring and it it smells like ginger. But it's indicative of the flowing of the Holy Spirit when we submit to authority. The big A word. Authority. How many want to submit to authority? <laughs> There's one. I got one, two. No, really. And I'm saying this because we live in a generation now, right? I, actually, it was my generation too. I just wanted to buck the system. I just want to buck the system. I just want to go against what everyone else. I, I'm, I still do it on Facebook and social media. I'm not the one. Don't send me any of those things that say keep this going because it will end there dead. <laughs> I'm making jokes. But the reality is this, God's looking for us to be under a spiritual authority, right? First of all, his spiritual authority. And you know what happens when we're, when we're under one body, right, this body, right? We're under an authority, right? The eldership, the, the leadership, right? And so the reality is God's calling us to a place where we, where we flow in authority, Come on, you know I'm not the tyrant by any means. But what I am saying is what comes from, the, right, just like the Psalm 133, what comes from the top flows down. So it's important where you're going, where you attend, who you associate. Association, that'll be one I'll talk about in a few minutes. But association with the anointing, right, with who you hang out with. Who's your spiritual authority? Who's your spiritual mamas and papas? Who's your spiritual brothers and sisters? Come on, it's very, it's, it's, it's important. Whoa. Yeah. He just came back in. Something that was resistant just left. But the reality is God's looking for us to operate under divine authority. Are you hearing me? Because you want to have people in your life that are building you up, that know the truth, that are walking in truth and in light. And you, you know, you, you're, you're called to help and pull people. Like who you associate yourself with and, and who begins to bring you up and teach you in God, that's important. And even all through your life, right, because I've, I've had many spiritual fathers, I've had a lot of teachers. Paul's right. 
had a lot of good teachers in my life, a lot of good teachers, but how many spiritual fathers do you have? How many spiritual mothers do you have? It's good for you. Family tree is good. You know, that's how a family operates, right? Under authority. I don't know, that's how my house operates. It should be under some type of authority, right? With the head. All right, just checking. It's God. And when it gets all weird and people try to control you and, and tell you how to do things, meaning not your parents, But when spiritual authority gets weird, you understand what I'm saying? Controlling, manipulating, trying to make you feel bad, guilt trips, all that stuff. That's not Jesus. Just letting you know. It's not Jesus. No, God wants you to be healthy and whole. Like healthy, here's how healthy family works, right? I wasn't even going to get into all this. But here's how healthy family works. When there's an issue... You talk about it, you speak about it, and it's freely talked about. That's how it should work, unless there's fear. Right? All right. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. I don't know why I went there. Just felt like going there. Cassia. The leaves of this plant are dried and they're pulverized to prepare for the anointing oil. So it, it, the word cassia is derived from a root word that means to bow down or bow out, bow down out of honor and reverence. It means one thing, prayer and praise, right? How, does the, how do we receive the oil of the anointing? Prayer and praise. How does it increase in your life? We generate, it's going to generate when we get a fresh anointing, fresh oil on your life, you should be praying. That's not, I'm not saying that out of taskmaster, out of like anything. When you receive an anointing on your life, when the oil of God is on your life, you want to pray. You desire to be with him. You want to have fellowship. You release joy and praise and, and honor. And you, and you honor God and you, you have awe of who he is and the presence of who he is. You begin to just declare the goodness of who he is. When you're not even paying attention, you just begin to declare who he is. And then we have the, the hint of oil. It's extracted from the olive, olive tree and it's, it represents the Holy Spirit it's himself and the anointing has two important characteristics. It's a tangible substance, right? It's a tangible and transferable. It's tangible and transferable. What am I saying? I'm saying that God, when you receive the anointing, how many of you, I've spoken testimonies before, but we've, I've, seen the, I've seen the Lord heal people through prayer cloths, like chronic disease through prayer cloths, but more, more importantly, right, God wants to release something to your life that's tangible. The, the presence of God on your life that's substance. Remember? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's substance. Faith is substance. The anointing substance. The glory is substance. It's tangible. It's something you can touch. It's something you can feel. It's something that is actually has some weight to it or tangibility to it. Something that you can feel. Something that changes when it touches something, something happens. Just like faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. When you begin to move in faith, it begins to change things. When you're moving in the anointing and faith and the glory, it begins to change things all around you. It should. If it's the real deal, it should change things. You can't just declare we have the anointing, we have glory, and we have presence, and we got nothing to show. Yeah. 
He's a doer. He does stuff. I mean, he's a, he wants you to be, but he's a doer. When God comes into the room, something happens to you. Something should happen to you. The tangible presence of God should change something on the inside. It should break us into, and press us and move us to look just like him, to break sickness, power of sickness, demons, devils, all that good stuff. Some of it's not good. None of it's good. But we want to break it, right? The anointing that breaks every yoke. And so the anointing is transferable. How? By hunger and by faith and by the sovereignty of God. God wants us to receive the anointing by faith. But when I'm talking by faith, that doesn't mean some mystical thought, however we perceive it, right? Comes by hunger. So how do we receive the anointing? Thought I've been talking about that the whole time, right? How many things do I have? I think I have four things. Nope, just three. Ready? Very simply. We receive it by faith. I'm going to say this because we receive, we're looking for something that is tangible. John G. Lake said this, right? He went out into the fields where they were all dying, right? I don't remember what the disease was, but they, they began to look at it under his hand and, and it began to shrivel up whatever the disease was under a microscope. There was a testimony I was reading last week about Smith Wigglesworth who prayed for a, there was a woman who had a tumor. It was this, almost the size of her head on the side of her face. It was all in, ingrained into her mouth, and it, and it said, the testimony said this, that Smith Wigglesworth just went over and, and grabbed it and ripped it off her face. <laughs> was it a bloody mess? No. It was, she had the skin of a baby, it said. Ripped a tumor the size of half of my head right off of her face. It was purple. It looked. It was described as like a uh, an eggplant, that type of color, just purple, just nasty. And he just went and ripped it right off. That's the anointing. That's faith. That's scary faith. But it's good. So I say that. To say that didn't just all of a sudden happen overnight. We've seen God do some amazing things, right, all over the place. It didn't just happen overnight, right? Sometimes it did. Don't get me wrong. First time I ever prayed for the sick, I would call it sovereign, right? But there was a. But when you have a right, when you have a healing anointing, you already have it. Some of you have anointings on your life. You don't even know what they are. Because you're not going to be too afraid to try. I was going to say something else because you're too afraid to try, for, to try things out. And God wants to use you in different ways. So don't, what did I say earlier? Peace, be still. Don't be afraid. Come on, we have some tumor ripping people in here. I know we do. I know, it sounds a little barbaric, but... Hey, if the skin's like a baby after, what are you going to do? It's God. It's the anointing. My point being, you receive the Holy Spirit from being hungry. How many are hungry for the Holy Spirit? Yes, I'm real hungry for the Holy Spirit. I'm hungry. <laughs> hungry. I'm telling you. I'm really, really hungry. says this, you receive, how do we receive? We receive an anointing by the Holy Spirit. Did I scare someone? I scared my wife probably. She was half falling asleep or something. 
No. I'm only teasing. I'm only teasing. How do we receive a tangible anointing? By the Holy Spirit. By the source. And it's transferable. Acts 19.6 says this. When Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in other tongues. That's just one reference. How can you give people the Holy Spirit? Like this. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you need more Holy Spirit? I love the Holy Spirit. I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit. I know I shouted that earlier. The reality is God wants you hungry. I believe, listen, I've, when I prayed first for, the, for someone to get their eardrum recreated, it happened just like that. I didn't, even, I didn't feel nothing. I didn't feel nothing. She didn't feel nothing. She just went to the doctors. It happened. Right? Awesome. It's cool. It's God. I didn't even have to work for it. <laughs> Come on. So, guys, you have anointings. The anointing's inside of you. It abides inside of you. And you have certain anointings in your life. You just need to ask the Lord what those things are. And then try everything out and see what works best. I'm telling you, just try it all. Your friends have Come on, if they got spiritual problems, just pray for them. <laughs> it works. You got a deliverance for casting out devils. It doesn't have to be sloppy and messy all the time. We don't need paper towels. Sometimes, maybe. I got people looking at each other. Where are we? But the reality is this. God wants to set us free. He wants to set our friends free. And he wants to use you to do it. He wants to set your family free. He wants to heal your family members. He wants to heal people all around you. How do you get it? Ask Holy Spirit. He gives it. Why? Why? Freely. The Bible says he gives it to me freely. Anyway, I'll keep going. I said this already. Two, you receive it by association or relationship. Perfect example, biblical example is what? Elijah. Moses. Moses gave what? Gave wisdom and knowledge to what? The 72. To rule. Right? To do the things that they needed to do. Just like that. God instructed him to do it that way. And then we have Elijah who what? Went by one day and this guy's plowing fields and he throws his mantle. What's the mantle look like? I don't know. It could look like anything. It could like look like a scarf. Actually, sometimes they said it was like a skirt that went around you, which would be a little graphic. But <laughs> the reality is this. He took the, the very thing that he was carrying, and he threw it on that person. He threw it on Elisha. For what? So that he would receive a double portion. And what did he say? He said, I'm going to leave everything and follow the man of God. Now, Jesus did it by what I just shared with you. John 20. He breathed, and they received. Huh. Ready? Breathe and receive. It's really very easy. God, I want more of you, and I just breathe him in. I think it's really simple, guys. I think we make it very much more complicated than it is. God, I want more of you tonight than I had few minutes ago and my desire my thirst I just can't even describe are you like that because we need to pray for that we need to pray for that because when we're desiring him more than anything else you'll get it I'm not talking about striving yeah you can just ask you can just ask and keep asking because that's what the Bible says but I'm telling you when there's a there's something inside you that pulls on God, then you receive God. Are you hearing me? There's a difference. I'm 
telling you. I'm not, when I say this stuff, I don't mean like some type of you got to work it up. No. I mean just something inside you. Are you attached to God? Because something inside of us has to draw from the Spirit of God. And if, we, if it doesn't, then we have no life in Him, right? Because we're not abiding in the vine. So God's looking for a people that are totally connected and stuck right on the vine. We're engrafted, like, like Paul said, right? We're engrafted into the vine, into the, into the presence, into the power of God. We're engrafted into who He is. And so what He has, you have. So how does the anointing increase? By association with people around you, right? That's why I said, we're going to sow into prophetic ministries. I'm going to sow into evangelistic ministries. I'm going to sow into missionaries. I'm going to sow into people who are doing all kinds of things, whether it's local or abroad. Why? Because I'm asking God to fill us with every bit of it. Because it's principle. But if you add principle and anointing together, you get what you need. anyone get that? If you add what principle is, the principle is the word. And you believe for the Spirit of God to touch and breathe life on that principle. It's just like what Catherine said earlier, right? It wasn't about, it, it was about being obedient and just giving. Giving the squirrel nest, whatever it was. <laughs> she squirreled away, right? Giving so that what? All of a sudden winds of God became her portion. Why? Because she was obedient to something and she said, God, I want that. It's a true testimony for everyone in this room. You just got to figure out what you got to put it into. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about what are you desiring and what are you sowing into to get that? What are you associating with to get what you need? And I'm not talking about being a, a body that's always looking me, 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 like little birds. We got to get something always from God. I'm talking about something that's going to equip you for the, to be sent, like I read out of, out of John 20, to be sent. And you don't need an invitation to be sent. You just go. I mean, there is things about commissioning. God commissions people for ministries and that type of stuff. I believe in that. I believe in that. I don't take it lightly. But I do believe that every person in this room has been commissioned for the Great Commission. To go out. To heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, go for it. I'm believing for it. So, ready? We got Elijah, 2 Kings, chapter 2, verse 8. It says that now uh, Elijah took his mantle, rolled up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two men crossed over onto dry ground. And so it was that when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what, you, what I may do for you before I'm taken from you. And Elisha said, please let, let me a double portion of your spirit upon me, he said, and you, you've heard, you've, you've asked a hard thing. Huh. It's a hard thing. Why is it a hard thing? Because we don't know what we ask for. And we want double the mantle on someone else. When you, This is why the association is so important, right? You associate yourself with the person and what they're doing, right? So that you receive what they have. Because what happens is this. It begins to smear on you. It begins to, you're around it all the time. And that's what the anointing is. It's a smearing. In the Old Testament, it's a smearing that they pushed into you. The oil that's rubbed the wineskin expands because of the rubbing of the oil. Right? The oil anoints us to, so that we can expand what God can give us and what we can receive from him because we can only receive so much if we only ask for so much. That's why he said this is a hard thing you ask. You're asking for double what I have and you don't even know what I've all been through. And he said, nevertheless, if you see me when, I, when I'm taken, it shall also be for you. But if not, it won't be so. <laughs> he said, watch me until I die. Watch me until I'm taken up. He didn't even die, did he? Watch me until I'm taken out of here on a chariot of glory. 
And then you'll really say, wow, you're asking for double that? And so what happened? The story goes just like it was. He was trying to get rid of him the whole walk. Trying to get rid of him. No, wait here. No, I'm not waiting here. And so that's why I say, how hungry are we? Do you want to go where things are happening and God's going? Or do you want to sit home on the couch? Just a plain question. But it's true. Like, God's not, <laughs> I shouldn't say God's not doing nothing in your house. <laughs> That's not true. But the reality is God's doing stuff all around you. And you can't reach people from your couch some, most of the time. You hearing me? Number three, you receive it through impartation. What does that mean? I already touched that too. Moses and what? He released it to the 72. Paul said like this. He said, for I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift so that you may be what, established. So what's, the, what's impartation do? Oh, it's just flaky, charismatic stuff. No, it's so that you receive something that will establish your life in something real. like a shotgun, like half of you got it. Impartation, when I'm saying that, we can pray for things to happen, right? But Paul had an apostolic ministry that would what? He would go from city to city, and he would go from place to place, and he would release an apostolic impartation to a body. In this case, the Roman church or whoever, or Timothy or whoever, right? He, he released what he had. It said about Timothy... Timothy, I send no one, no one's like him, and no one has my heart like him. So there was something about association that Timothy was at now the one of the he had the biggest church in, in Ephesus at the time. It didn't come from nowhere. It came from traveling with Paul and praying for the sick with Paul and getting beat up with Paul and getting stoned with Paul. Watch what you think. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? That there's association brings increase. Right? I've been around men of God that brought increase to different parts of my life. Crazy stuff. Right? Teach you things. You learn things. You can see things that you never could see before because you, you just don't have a clue. But when, begin, when things begin to open up to you, all of a sudden you have a mind to understand things that you weren't able to understand before. Because God brings breakthrough through impartation. So there's a personal anointing you can receive and there's a corporate anointing that we can receive. And that's why it's my heart to get some of these guys. I can't wait till David Hogan comes. Come on. I want what he has, right? But he'll, he'll tell you himself, you ain't getting that from me. You're not down in the jungles. I'm like, yeah, I'll take whatever I can. Really. But it's truth because you can't walk, right, unless you walk with someone, a man, a woman of God. You're not going to receive what they have in fullness. It's not just, oh, I'm going to come into the church one day and then everyone's going to receive what I have or what someone else has, right, and they've gone through nothing. I know, that sounds weird, right, but it's true. Like, how can you even associate with, you're not going to receive something that you haven't been through. There is a grace to receive it in part, but you got to grow in it. How do you grow in it? You pursue it, you chase it, you go with it, right? Corporate anointing is the same thing. Till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, Ephesians 4.13, and a perfect man into the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. What did Jesus have? He had the anointing. He was fully man. He was totally human and 100% God, but he had an anointing on his life, right? The Holy Spirit will be with you, with you, and in you. What does that look like? In you, Holy Spirit, 
hope of glory inside of you. But with you, see, because there's a cloak, there's something that comes upon you when you've got God fullness on you. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. And he sent me to proclaim the captive. To, he sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released and the, and the blind will see and the oppressed be set free. That's the anointing. That's what Jesus was sent to do. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what you were sent to do. That's what you're sent to do. There's no doubt about it. And then Isaiah 10.27 says this, It shall come to pass that in that day that the burden will be taken away from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of what? The anointing oil. His burden, his yoke is awesome and easy. And what he brings on that when he cloaks you with himself, right? Because I've, I've only, like I personally, I've only felt like this clothing one, one or two times, right? Like a cloak. Like God all of a sudden drops something on you that you can operate out of. Right? Because, you know what, if I don't, maybe I don't notice so much when it happens now. But the reality is this, that something drops on you. Words of knowledge just firing. Sick just coming up and being healed. Just easy, easy. Why? It's because God dropped something on you. And like we can, we can work our faith, <laughs> but I'm telling you, the faith is a good thing, right? Because it keeps you grounded in the Word. We know what the Word does. This is what I was talking about, the principle. But when the anointing's there, it breaks yokes, breaks yokes. Because when you lay hands on the sick, when you lay hands on yourself and you're healed... Right? And so your life just be, exudes the presence and power of God and the oil of God. And so it shall come to pass that there will be a breaking of the yoke. You're going to carry Jesus' yoke, which is light and easy. And he's going to give you an anointing yoke that breaks and busts up darkness. That's the anointing. The anointing should clothe you. The anointing is all around you. The anointing is the oil that's poured on your life to do. To do. Not to be, to do. Mix what he's about to do right right now in these moments, right? He's gonna you want you want to be clothed with something fresh, fresh oil tonight, right? And then next week we'll compound it with glory, and it's just gonna be out of control. And you won't and you won't be discouraged, and you won't walk in discouragement because when the King of Glory is living inside of you and moving inside of you, I and you're just hungry to be with him. See, the more you're with him, the less discouragement can come falling on your neck. Right? The more you desire, the more his presence just cloaks you and is around you. How can, you know, devils slip off of oil? Right? This is how it should be. You get so much oil on you, and then glory is atmosphere, it's presence, it's thickness, it's the thickness of the person of God. So what does all that look like together? I don't know, we'll figure out next week. We'll just ask for some revelation, some heavy revy. But let's stand. We're just going to ask, like, the Lord right now in these moments. Just come and clothe me, God. All right? I can, 
I can pray for you if you want prayer, but I think you can just get it yourself tonight. I think it's it's an atmosphere that's an atmosphere that's saturated with the presence of God. That you know, I'll, don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean don't come up. Come up if you need to. But don't be afraid to come up. <laughs> you hear me? Don't be afraid to come up. If you're first time here, just don't be afraid. I definitely don't bite. Who knows what will happen. But God, God's in charge of that. Well, Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We just look to you tonight. Lord, I just pray right now you just clothe us all with fresh oil tonight. We thank you for building our faith last week in such a way that we carried it into this week. And Father, I thank you for the oil of the anointing. I thank you, God, that there's so many aspects, so many things that we could even talk about even way beyond, Father, if I even touched it and did it well tonight. I thank you. So Lord, just anoint these people. Clothe them with the anointing. Fresh oil tonight. Fresh oil tonight. Clothe me with fresh oil tonight, God. I'm hungry and thirsty for you. Just tell them, Lord, I'm just hungry. Just be verbal with the Lord. I'm hungry for you, God. I'm thirsty for the oil of the presence. I want more of you, God, than I had before when I walked in these doors tonight. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for every person in this place. I thank you that you're raising up a strong, strong army. I thank you, Father, for, for a people, Father, in this region that you're, you're raising up that will do your, your world, Father. You'll bring your world into this world. I thank you for the kingdom of heaven being released even tonight in these moments. So God, we just thank you and we ask you, just clothe us tonight with oil. The oil that breaks every yoke. We break discouragement and fear in anybody right now, any person right now in this place. I ask, Lord, that you just release a grace upon us. I just declare hunger over us be more hungry to pursue you, to pursue you. You're the anointed one. You're the one. <laughs> you know, God, in the book of Revelation, in the book of Zechariah, there's, there's the, the lampstand. And it's just an oil flow. It just flows. And it releases the Spirit of God on on a strong witness. So, Father, we ask that we would be a strong witness. We thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for every receptacle in this place that you're filling with oil even in these moments. And we desire more of you, God. 